You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we've got our 15 minutes up on the watch clock stopwatch and let's, <laughs> let's continue the last podcast was about your additional speed that you're gaining so let's continue the topic on speed because you know it, it, there's no doubt speed will lower scores speed makes you know hitting the golf ball far is fun it, it makes you want to play more because you, everybody enjoys doing that so let's talk about some ways of making that happen right because i've yet to meet a golfer is like i've got way too much speed I need to hit it shorter. It's always the opposite. Yeah, you never. I've never heard anybody say that. (laughs) And it's something I I wanted to say uh, in the last podcast, too, about speed. It's like, okay, if you're taking a lesson, and and I've had this happen with with tour players. If you teach them something or show them something that slows them down a little bit, they're not not liking that. They're not into it. It shouldn't slow you down. No. Now, you better come with something where they hit it straighter with the same speed or even a little more crooked with more speed and they'll figure it out. But you better not tell them something that slows them down. That's right. just not going for Now, this is not we, – we talk about all the time doing slow speed drills. This is That's not way the different. drill. This is the actual – you're doing it. If you're doing what you're trying to do and you're slower because of that, that's not good. Yeah. No, for sure. Like I could do it to some. You could do it to somebody intentionally if you told them to take a really slow backswing, like so they don't get that momentum going. That would slow them down immediately. Yeah, you know, they low, might think they slow. have more control. Yeah, they would. It would slow them down. Yeah. They need that stretch early in the backswing between the segments, and you wouldn't be able to do it doing that. So, you, and they'd have to work a lot harder to get the same speed. So, if you think about it like that, if you're taking a lesson and someone's giving you something that at full speed you're slower, I, I would start questioning that some of the mechanical stuff that you're working on is not correct. Yeah. I mean, the golf ball doesn't care, right, where the speed comes from. You, you have to apply force to get speed. You can do it all muscularly. You know, you can use the ground. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You mm-hmm. just have to decide if you want to effort more and see kind of the minimal production of that or if you want to take advantage and create some really cool leverage in the swing where that becomes easier and your ceiling is much higher for more speed. Like, we, you know, it's not hard to get a guy five more miles an hour of club head speed. It's really not. It's hard to get 10 more miles an hour, 12 more miles an hour. And at a certain point, if you're trying to do that just through physical brute force, you're going to tap out earlier than if you're taking advantage of all the other cool things that we can use in the golf swing with regards to how we generate speed. Yeah. You, you make a good point and that, you know, I think, I think a lot about guys like they really, let's say someone's not really using the ground efficiently and they don't, they don't really have an efficient motion, but trying to get more speed, they just go to the gym and try to get really strong and big and less flexible. I mean, to me, that's, that's putting the cart 
before the horse. You need to figure out how to how to use the ground effectively and, and, and leverage um, the swing effectively to get more speed with what you have. And then if you want to add some strength to that, that's fine. But just strength to, on top of what you have, a lot of times I don't think that's the best way to go about doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a way to do it, but I think you're right. I think your your returns are, you know, minimal. They're, they're minimal. Um, you know, mm-hmm. even long drive drives or long drive guys are starting to apply more golf swing type training other than just the there's There's getting better and better golf swings out there now. And they're starting yeah. to use the ground more like Kyle Berkshire with his pre-shot deal. Or actually, I mean, it's the trigger a to deal, a swing, right? not even a pre-shot, just part of his golf swing. I mean, you want to talk about rhythm and timing and, yeah. and dropping the feet on the ground at the right time with what he's doing and pressuring the ground at the right time. I mean, just watch what he's doing. He's showing you what you need to be doing in a normal golf swing with your feet in the ground. It's kind of cool, actually. And there are some humongous guys out there on that circuit, but there are also he some smaller them. guys, you know, and you can do it both ways. Golf ball doesn't care, but, you know, we're not all blessed with the DNA to be um, you know, humongous, massive. massive athletes out there. Look uh, what he's doing with it. He's not even that big. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty impressive for sure. So we talked a lot about in the last episode about you know, the early part of the backswing, really the takeaway, adding speed in the takeaway, and really getting the swing started correctly. Mm-hmm. We we've seen golfers do that, and there's there's an area of the golf swing, the transition, that can undo the best of backswings. Right, we mm-hmm. see all kinds of ideas being put in place in the transition that really undoes some good early work that golfers are doing, and we'll, we'll kind of define the transition. There's a lot of things that move first to start so-called the downswing, but we'll kind of define the transition as when the hip starts to you know stops rotating back and starts to rotate forward. That's typically the first thing to move forward in the golf swing, other than you know the forces in the ground created by the feet and all those. So we'll, we'll leave those out and just talk about the, the rotation of the pelvis. Once it starts the downswing, that starts the transition. And then when the club moves, that kind of ends the transition. So that transition window. Yeah, between when the pelvis stops rotating the backswing when the club changes direction. Right, that- but you can even look past that because what happens after that is equally as important. So mm-hmm. I, I always just in teaching refer to the transition as basically left arm parallel on the backswing, left arm parallel on the downswing. That's a good. That's kind of when all that stuff happens, mm-hmm. and after that, there's not a whole lot you can do to change something that went bad during that window. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about how to make sure these guys are not doing something one to cost them speed, and then what they can do to continually improve their their speed. So, let's talk about you know, the idea of, I think everyone's heard now, we get questions on this all the time, like the, the hips go first. So that means, okay, if, if the hips go first and I'm going to be a really good player and make them go faster first hmm. or fire the shoulders first or fire the hips, we've all heard those terms. What do you, what's the deal with that? I, I think when I hear somebody say they're trying to fire the hips, their swing becomes very disjointed. They, they almost spin out. They leave the arms up too long. They spin the hips out from under them, and it causes a lot of issues um, on the downswing. They, they either hang in way back or they come over the top, but it's just a swing. They, they get so much stretch from the lower body away from the upper body in transition, it destroys any chance they have of like closing that gap 
coming down. And what do you mean by closing the gap? So what we see in, in high-level swings is, like, let's say at the top of the swing, uh, you have a 45-degree hip turn and a 90-degree shoulder turn, right? Just simplistic thought process that everybody understands. Closing the gap means at impact, you better have closed that gap all the way down to, what, maybe 15 degrees or so, right? So you are the on the downswing, the torso is actually catching up to the hips. I think what people think about the swing is that that 45 degree gap should stay there all the way to the ball because I see people trying to do that and they tell me they're trying to do it like as I've gotten better at a teacher I just ask a ton of questions like hey what are you trying to do and man you will hear some crazy stuff and like immediately say man you got to stop doing that so if you're trying to keep that gap all the way to the ball you're you're missing the boat that you need to be closing that gap yeah uh, it's it makes sense when you when you think about it in those terms right Okay, the hips are, or the shoulders or chest, it was called the chest, is turned twice as much as the hips. The hips have left to travel. And if you fire those things and try to keep that stretch basically throughout the downswing or that distance around the downswing, that ain't good. We've People seen a number of golfers with, you know, way open hips and way closed shoulders, the chest kind of roughly square and hit the ball so far right or hook it because the path is so far right and it's not really playable it's not doable and those are the guys who always want to hit fades anyway because those are the fire to hips guys they they feel the hips fire and they're like trying to hit fades and everything else is pointing out to right field at impact so yeah that's uh probably at the very top of the list of bad things you can be trying to do in transition right Guys yep. can accomplish that classic kinematic sequence, however much weight you put into that, by never trying to do it. You get that from the backswing stuff being right. And we'll, we'll always like, okay, that's what you're trying to do. Let's, let's kind of stop the lesson. Just have you pick up that ball and throw it at the net or throw it down range. Okay, you just made the perfect kinematic sequence. Exactly. You didn't have to try to fire the hips. You just... And for the most of the time, I'm going to say, I just try to move my arm faster to throw it farther. Right? Well, everything else worked perfectly to make that happen. And that really starts to, to turn on that light bulb. And when we look at these great golfers, and I'm looking at the data for 12 guys who move it, PGA Tour players who all swing it over 120. The highest being, I think, 128. So best players in the world and the fastest of the best players in the world. Their arm starts moving the fastest on average 33 milliseconds into the downswing. It's not too long. Okay, so that's not a that's not them trying to fire the hips, then the shoulders, then the arm is left up there. And, you know, 33 milliseconds for reference is faster then a Lamborghini changes gears. And I don't mean the driver changing the gears. I mean the actual electronics to change the gears after the driver gives input. So Oof. it's blazingly fast. Oftentimes it's two frames into the downswing, sometimes three, sometimes one, sometimes none. Their lead arm is moving faster than the hips, faster than the shoulders, chest, and club. That lead arm is moving the fastest on average, 33 milliseconds into the downswing. Uh, when yeah. we ask amateurs that, they often pose that that 
image of when the arms would be moving faster way later in the downswing, often below left arm parallel. Because they mm, think that's when it ought to be slowing down. Because they feel all those other things need to be kind of like manually fired, like a rocket. Fire one yeah. stage, fire two stage, yeah, and then yeah, the no, club's just sure. magically gonna, you know. So mm-hmm. so we look at the PJ tour guys, right? And they all rotate well, all that. And then we look at golfers who are still great players, but don't hit it as far. So we start looking, let's look at the LPGA players and see how they do it. LPGA golfers that we have, and we have some long ones in here. We have one, I think the fastest is over 108 uh, miles an hour club head speed, which is smoking fast for the LPGA. Right? So on average, these girls that we're comparing to that group of guys we just looked at, they all rotate way more, and they rotate faster than the men. So right away, we know that speed production is not based on how much you can open or how fast you can rotate because the girls do it better than the guys, comparing fast girls to fast guys. The difference being when that lead arm reaches the max speed, when it's moving the fastest over everything else, it's 120 milliseconds. Hmm, not later. That's what, what's what's that, four times slower? Four times Mm-hmm. sometimes five times slower when you start looking at them individually, the fastest being 90 milliseconds. So the fastest being three times slower, the average being four times slower. Than, than, the, than the guys. Than the guys. That's huge. The golf swing is only 250 milliseconds. 120 is, I mean, the downswing is only 250 milliseconds on average, usually a little lower than that. So you're talking about half the downswing before they actually get that arm moving faster when the guys are doing it in the very beginning of the downswing. When the guys are probably getting theirs into deselling at that point so the club can speed up. Yes. You want to ramp up speed early so you can get some of the speed out to the club. Yes, and it goes back to awareness, right? It goes back to trying to do certain things with the intent of moving faster, but if they're not done correctly or in the right order, you're going to pay the down. penalty. You need, I mean... Again, it's such a short amount of time to downswing. There's not a lot of time to wait and do things, especially with generating speed. Absolutely correct. If you wait, it's too late. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Because everything's I mean, moving. Is not I mean, time. Try to do something on your stopwatch where you pull up and you start the stopwatch and then you think about something else and then stop it and see how long that took. Oh my gosh. It's, and that's, that's a very great. simple task to do, much less trying to move fast, hit the middle of the club face, hit it towards your target, all of those things. I mean, it's, it's when you see the actual numbers associated with what it takes to move faster, you realize that it happens right out of the top. I mean, and it that's why we, we're such backswing teachers, because if you can, most of y'all's issues, listen to this, I know it's hard to realize sometimes, but they're backswing issues. Get things where they need to be going back, the right timing, the right speed. And a lot of this stuff you're going to get for free coming on the downswing. Yeah, exactly right. So when we tell guys this in lessons, they're like, all right, so what's a drill? It's like, well, you just told us that you're trying to fire the hips first. You're just trying to leave the arms up and do these things, right? The drill is don't do those things. Yeah, just don't try to fire the hips. Hit the ball. Yes. Move fast. See what happens. Yeah, get yourself situated. You know, we give them a good backswing thought or drill to get things um, moving the right way. Then just go ahead and hit the ball and let's see how things work out. And a lot of times they're amazed at what happens. They turn into athletes. When we have them in the suit and 
they're seeing the bad that they do. And then you clear up some of those, those intents. They go, well, certainly that couldn't have been right. Cause it didn't really feel like I did anything. And then all the numbers go up and they're like, mm. I get it now. So the drill yeah. for this is to get rid of those bad ideas, get rid of the fire, the hips, get rid of the, the leave the arms up because again, the great players aren't doing it. If you want to move faster, you've got to use that entire quarter of a second. It just makes bad sense. concepts, man. I think bad concepts, that's the main issue. It's like, they just have so many bad ideas going on and it, it ruins them. It, yeah. First of all, there's not enough time to think of all the stuff they're trying to do. And on top of that, they're bad ideas to even be trying to do. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> not, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's a tiny window of time. You can wait. You, you want to race somebody in a quarter of a second, give them a head start and see how that works out for you. It's, Oof. You want to cheat it, actually. You want to get going earlier. Yeah. That's why some of these guys are zero milliseconds. They're moving that lead arm out of the top the fastest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stack the deck in your favor. It's certainly within the rules of golf. There's no limits yet on how to produce speed, so take advantage of it. All right, that covers us on this one. Good topic. Yeah. If you guys are enjoying these, uh, please, if you have time, go over to iTunes and, and leave us a written review and a five-star. That helps us uh, get found or the, have the podcast get found. We're starting to gain some traction. We appreciate everything you guys are doing for us. And uh, if there's anything you want to hear for a topic, go ahead and uh, email us at support at athleticmotiongolf.com. We'd be glad to uh, cover it for you on the podcast. Absolutely. Guys, the whole goal of this podcast is to help you play better, not just the golf public in general, but you and your swing. The most important swing in golf is your swing. So if we can help you, let us know, and we'll be happy to do it. See you guys on the next one.